Hello, and welcome to another Learning is Change podcast. My name is Ben Wilkoff, and today I would like to talk about something that I've been uh, sort of contemplating for the last few days, and it is this question. What types of fear are legitimate? And there are some very specific reasons why I'm asking myself and others this question, but at the root of it, I keep on running into folks who are afraid of some of the things that I am doing. And um, for very good reasons, um, for reasons that they can explain and that make sense to me, um, and yet I struggle with their fear. And so I'm going to give you a couple of examples. The first of which are people that are afraid when I post videos of myself driving and thinking out loud. Now, I understand this fear, the idea that I am going to get into an accident and cause harm rather than good by thinking out loud and and sort of talking through an idea. And even when I say, you know, I've been doing car casts for nine years or so, um, and I've been thinking out loud with other people in the car or on the phone, um, passionately so, for a lot longer than that. And so, within that, you know, I, uh, I, I guess I struggle within the fear of, is this something that is actually new? Or is it something that I have simply started to show more of? That I've created the transparency um, within? And so my, my question in that is, is it a fear of transparency? Is it a fear that we do more than just, um, you know, one thing at any given time? Is it a fear of multitasking? And is it really a question of, am I able to concentrate on both my own learning and um, sort of the safety of myself and others? So... I question the fear, right? What is behind it? And how do we make sure that it is something that we realize is either truly different and has a benefit, is truly different and is a detriment, or is the same and really is just a new way of expressing something that has been happening for a very, very long time. And so that's one fear that I have come up against. Another fear that I've come up against is people who are afraid of, um, of sort of encouraging (laughs) teachers and leaders to go off on their own and to establish themselves as a, um, as an, as an expert and to display and to talk about the things that are going on in their school and do that reflective practice. Um, The fear that I hear most often is around, well, teachers and leaders don't know how to do that and we have to uh, do some hand-holding and we have to sort of script out exactly how all of those pieces should look. And while I am fully in agreement with the idea that we should provide huge amounts of supports for for people who want to engage in um, creating a portfolio of their learning, and these are adults that I'm talking about now, but I don't know that we have to 
provide click-by-click -click instructions or question-by-question -question, uh, scripting or even to the point of almost turnkey presentations on um, a particular idea. Because I wonder about the level of rigor and struggle that we are asking of ourselves and of other adults in learning spaces. And I wonder about whether the fear is that simply adults are not capable or are not able to make decisions on their own behalf that are going to lead to more learning, that are going to lead them down uh, the path where they have more transparency. And I think there's probably some fear of that transparency. If everyone is sharing, well then how do we know what is truly good? And I think the fear that I don't have my own filters built up well enough in order to um, to sort of, you know, filter out the things that are, are not valuable to me, so I don't want anybody to be, to be doing that. And I don't think it's quite maybe that malicious, but that's another fear that I'm running into, is essentially the fear of um, providing teachers and leaders with new opportunities without fully um, defining all of the outcomes, with uh, the ability for teachers and leaders to define their own outcomes, right? Another fear that I have seen and that I am uh, struggling with a little bit has to do with um, the concept of learning as an event. And there are a number of people who have talked about this, but essentially learning as an event is something that um, people feel very comfortable with. There is a particular professional development experience that is, uh, um, this, this is the event where we are going to learn about um, X, whether it's, you know, a, uh, the, the park assessments or it is, um, it is the student learning objectives or something that is very specific, right? It is an event that we are learning about this. And I think that people know what that is, they know what a learning event is, and the fear that I hear most often when I try and push a little bit on, you know, learning is not an event, it's something that happens over time, and growth is actually the thing that we're looking for. Um, and so I hear that fear as something that is um, a, a fear of something that might be even drastically different from, uh, from the way in which we have conducted professional development, from the way in which we have, uh, you know, encouraged one another to, uh, to really take part in uh, a single moment of learning. Uh, and, and, and so the fear at its essence is the fear that there will no longer be events, that um, any time that teachers are collaborating and it isn't special, does my role in that specialness, <laughs> in that special event, does my role get diminished? And I think one of the things that I've learned through the process of, of helping to, um, uh, to work on uh, EdCamp Denver is around 
planning less, but planning structures more. So planning um, the collaborative document structure rather than planning the actual sessions. And not getting the presenters, but allowing people to choose um, who is going to present. And, you know, to me, that becomes something that is um, pretty radically different. And there is a fear within that. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> and so I guess I, I'll leave it at this. I believe that all three of those types of fears are legitimate. That there is something behind them that is truly scary, that may uh, have to shift thinking, but I don't know that there isn't something that I should be doing in order to, um, to eliminate that fear or to perhaps mitigate it, to change my behavior so that people don't have to worry about my safety and others uh, on the road, so that people don't have to worry about um, teachers and leaders being unsupported in these new ways of sharing. Um, in my, my insistence that learning is both an event and something that is ongoing. And so I'm interested in how it is that we take a look at the fears, that we don't sort of hold them in and not talk about them, but that we do open them and look inside. And I wonder if you have come across any fears uh, of your own, things that you're running into, um, whether they look like active resistance or, or much more of a passive kind. What do those fears look like for you? And what types of fears do you believe are legitimate? So, I um, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I hope to hear from you again on another CarCast. Car um, you can go to learningischange.com um, to comment on this post, and, uh, and I hope to hear from you soon.